listening to 11th Hour, a weekly podcast about Rancid. My name is Sam Melancon of Debacle Records. And I'm Brad Rose of Foxy Digitalis. And uh, each week we listen to a Rancid song and we uh, discuss our complicated feelings about Rancid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. This week uh, was my pick and I picked Blood Clot off of Life Won't Wait. So, Blood Clot. Uh, Blood Clot was the debut single off of 1998's Life Won't Wait, the fourth Rancid album. Songwriting credits are to Tim and Lars. Um, the big thing with this album was it was produced overall, kind of executively, by Tim and Lars, but this was their biggest album. They had so many different people on production and yeah. so many people involved in the album and it was recorded all over the world. Um, and so I'm not really sure exactly who <laughs> produced it. Uh, the whole thing was mastered by Bob Ludwig. Uh, it had some pretty awesome guest musicians on it or interesting guest musicians, which we'll go into. Uh, it, the album itself charted at number 35 uh, that year. So it was, still was pretty, um, you know, they were still riding the sort of an outcome the wolves wave and it was a pretty big album. Uh, this was the lead single and this was the, uh, it's, it's sort of the intro track. The life won't wait. I had an actual intro track. It kind of has this double hit of like big opening intros, um, which I always find kind of interesting because it's like the intro track's so aggressive and intense. And then it hits with this big, huge anthemic song. And that was a very interesting choice of intro into intro. Um, but it also was the leadoff track, and it uh, it had a video associated with it, which was kind of their standard yeah. uh, <laughs> yelling at the camera, right. you know, posing, with sort their, of. Hanging with their crew. Hanging yeah. at their crew, looking tough, yeah. and then right. playing, you know, <laughs> pretending to play the song. Uh, although I did notice uh, Tim plays the guitar more demonstrably in this video than most. Um, yeah. Like, you can see him playing the guitar. <laughs> I know, and it made, when I was watching that, it made me wonder, because we talked about this last time and it's, uh, it's going to be an ongoing theme of yes. how much does Tim play guitar on, I think obviously more on record. He plays more on record. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. But, but on this song, yeah, on the whole verse, at least oh, in the video, was... it's just Lars yelling and Tim is playing that weird little. I, I, I call it the, like the damaged Sleater Kinney guitar. It's like yeah. one of the weirdest lines. It's like got that spidery Sleater Kinney sort of sound, but it's like kind of damaged and simple, you know, yeah. in this very cool way. I, it's one of my favorite little like pieces of the song. It's how spidery and not there for how big the rest of this track right. is. Um, one thing I remember about this video before getting into the track is this is one of the first videos I went online to watch. Oh, wow. Very, very explicitly. I remember like the Epitaph site had like a splash page Man. over this. Um and so it's like one of the first pixelate, and it's very like 480p now, you know, like there isn't right. a good version of it. So right. like they made it for that, you know what I mean? The only version ever released was like the first streaming, you know, not streaming, but like download and watch inside of an, uh, I guess that would be streaming, uh, inside of a viewer on, on an app. I remember sitting around and waiting for it and then and then having it play and it was just, you know, like probably <laughs> four <laughs> pixels wide. Right. Uh, and 
but I, that's a very vivid thing that this is the first video I went online to watch. That's really interesting. I, you know, the weirdest thing about this record, well, I mean, there's a lot of weird things about this record, mm -hmm. but 98 was kind of a period where I wasn't listening to Rancid much. I, when it came out, I barely thought about this record. And so going back and listening to this, it kind of, so, you know, for me, and we've talked about this, that like, let's go and out come the wolves were the real two Rancid yeah. albums for me. And then somehow the 2000 album became, has, it became, it became a thing. Yeah. I mean, it became, I don't know, even when I started like going back in the early two thousands and listening to Rancid again, it was never this record. Um, and what's wild is it's for me this is like as i said like my record like <laughs> yeah like all the true heads had already like the people that showed me rancid right like were like well let's go is our personal favorite and outcome the wolves is perfect thing that's for everyone and like and then there's life won't wait and then i was like i love life won't wait you know like i i like right. i sort of felt bad for loving life won't wait but like for my sensibilities for like the range of music i was into i was like this shows a path forward for them. Like they're going to do right. all these other things. Right. And, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. Cause I think we, in a lot of ways, in terms of complexity of songs, we could mine for this podcast. A oh. lot of it would come from life on wait. Cause if you want to change, you go get crane fist or you go get, you know, like there's a lot of very different music inside of this album. So, um, it's yeah, a it's weird, a, it's a weird record. It is a I, really weird it is record. Big and it's weird and it's very international and yeah. it's kind of a it's kind of a victory lap of a record. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I mean it's well, it's, kind, it's kind of absurd that that Rancid made a record like that. Like just thinking about I don't know when you think of what the sort of overarching uh, I don't know picture of Rancid is that this is you know you think of like two minute punk songs basically. Yep. This I'm, I, and, and and I, it really started occurring to me in the past week, like when as I was listening to this and then listening to the album a lot closer than I have in a long time. Mm -hmm. It was just it it was very much a what the fuck? How, and see that's why how does it I exist? loved it. I, yeah, exactly, and that's why I love it so much. Yeah. And I think you know even at the time there was this very obvious like, well, we're the Clash and we're following the Clash's mm -hmm. pattern. And this is our Sandinista and like. And I kind of love that idea of they mm -hmm. could get more and more expansive, kind of in the way Beastie Boys did, you know, these contemporaries yeah. that were their friends, you know, like just kept opening their sound up, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that was the era of internet. I think of 98 as kind of this era of a very international feel to the underground. Like this is the same era as like certain Chibomato and Cornelius and like right. all these interesting different like permutations of things were happening in the world. And like, I it felt like a... a a lot of there's some optimism and some openness you know to new styles and for a band that's so just like three chords and fuck you i was like really exciting but the funniest yeah. thing is with the song we're talking about is the th is the three <laughs> chords and fuck, fuck you, you song. song but it is the mm. i will contend so get mm. to get on the blood cotton why i picked it i will contend that in terms of sound and power this is the lars track I don't think I don't think they've ever sounded bigger than this track. This the production is fucking immaculate on this track. Yes. It is so big. It is so like Lars's moments for his voice to shine, for um his sort of pop punk 
Ramones. There's obviously some pretty major Ramones. Right. Pretty major Who, ACDC sort of stuff. Like, he, this is where he just gets to kind of write a, you know, riffy guitar big song. And it, it's so cool, like, how it feels like this is a very much a Lars thing being really, really well supported by Matt and Tim in this really fun way where they're trying their best to kind of work around him. You know what I mean? Like, right. they're like, you get this big chorus and we'll back you up on this big chorus. And then Tim will try to, like, lay down a thing that doesn't contrast with your <laughs> vocals on the verse. And Matt's just doing this really nice walk-in bass line for a lot of it. And and it's so big. And like, my big contention is all that's true, right? Like, it's this biggest, best-sounding, most, like, rock and roll, just awesome riff song. And it has zero meaning. I don't think this song is about anything. I don't think this song yeah. has... It, like he basically runs out of words by the end of the track. He just he nominas <laughs> it for the last part of it, and they just have this wonderful riff and this wonderful gang vocal thing, which you know has all these cool people: Marky Ramone, Billy Joe Armstrong, Howie Pyro. Yeah. Other people are all doing this. It's kind of this nice coming together of the past and the future. And not that you could tell, by the way. Nobody, if an, right. somebody ever told me, I would never know. But that's a nice little thing of sort of people from their orbit being on the gang vocal and um and and i love it so much and it's it's kind of there's not a lot there like what it's about seems to be he's pissed and he's got a new you know it's like the same old same old with these guys like watch out i'm pissed and i have clarity now yeah that's as far as i get from it like no i don't i i was i i was trying to find so you know trying to maybe tie it to this um, it's another like, you know, you think we sold out, fuck you, we don't care song, <laughs> but I don't even think it's, I mean, yeah, to me it's, it, <laughs> I feel like the lyrics are all set up like great. One of the greatest like lyrical moments in any rancid song is when Lars says, well, I'm a bad motherfucker. Yes. Like, yes. Every time that, I mean, that's just, oh God. I, and it's so simple and kind of trite. But I love it so much. Well, I'm a bad motherfucker Driving me insane So don't you even bother Who am I to blame? Cause when I listen to the record Do you feel the same? Hell, it don't get any better Going backwards To me, like, the whole song is built around him just being, I'm a bad motherfucker. <laughs> like, and it's, and that, it's got that great, like, weird high backing vocals, too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where they say... You know the driving me insane thing, and that that noodly <laughs> guitar. You know, it, that it's yeah, it's like immaculate. It is such a good fuck you ACDC like <laughs> rock and roll sort of song, and it means nothing. And it's it's also some the same funny like kind of blood clot. You know, being this kind of word coming out of Jamaican roots culture, right? Like, and it's right. like. It's the fiftieth time they like reference it without actually doing it, but on this album that is mostly like half of it's going to be their reggae album, you know, or their <laughs> rock steady album or whatever. And it's like, it's so funny that it's called Blood Clot, but then it's the most like white bread down the line riff, you know, rock yeah. song in the, their whole thing. Uh, and it kind of makes me laugh, but I love this track. Like I love it and again I, d I don't think enough can be said about how good it sounds yeah no the i mean <clears throat> I, I, immaculate is the right word i mean it's one of those things where well <clears throat> it it sounds perfect like everything in every 
instrument sat like the tone of it it's just all separation's um, incredible like you can you can pick everybody out in a way you never can yeah but it but at the same time it doesn't because a lot of times you know stuff like that can sound kind of flat or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but there's there's so much energy i mean it's just i mean the whole thing is it's the song is pure energy of just like you said it just like, explodes you, open like i've never heard anything like it hits with that one big hit when it starts right. you know what i mean and it's just and really my favorite what i really want to talk about my favorite part of this song is that bridge i think that bridge is the three of them and probably not even giving good shrift to brett who i think is actually a much more interesting drummer than people realize um but like it is such a good example of all of them doing something together when he has that long note and he fades to the bridge and Matt's just doing like a very laid back version of a Matt baseline. Right. And it's very like lackadaisical in a great way. Like it kind of, after this huge, huge song, they kind of lay back for a second for the bridge and it, and it has this kind of like loose baseline and Tim's just kind of strumming the, the chords, you know, like the, the bed chords for the song. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, um, him redoing the chorus but in this kind of slower way and it's the best again it's the best sounding like like harmonically great uh Lars vocals you know and and it's like the three of them just being like really like you you feel like they were smiling a lot during that part you know what I mean (laughs) you know and it's like and it's such a classic thing for me of like uh, how I always there's always something I struggle with and it's that wow I love this song wow it's their biggest like I'd love to hear more of this where it's just like fantastic rock, you know, big, big room yeah. kind of who rock songs from them and all these things. And then it's like, and it's really about look at me. I'm tough. You know what I mean? And it's <laughs> like, <laughs> and anybody else I'd be like, fuck off. You know, like, I don't care. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, love it, it. Yeah. Well, and there's something kind of great about it too. And you kind of got at this is how you know, it, it is. It's like this big, rock song of the bunch of posturing and um and it's on this album that is not that at all <laughs> mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so to open i don't know to me it I, I love when anybody does a thing where they open an album and with something like this that com- that sets your expectations one way and then they completely just say okay not now we're doing something completely different the re- for the next hour well and and a series of different things. I, what well, I love right. is like every side of this album, you know, if you had it on vinyl or like whatever is like, okay, now this is the like rockabilly song into the weird, uh, horror core hip hop song into the, into the, you know, just pure stiff little fingers, you know, like punk song, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And like, and it's like this, this album's this complete ride of an album, you know, that I, I love, but I'm sure most people are like, oh, I like, here's the five songs I really love, you know, because it's a little broad. Um, but yeah, to be just like, and here's this crowd pleaser to start with was, uh, seems very calculated. It's also very wise, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, 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 and I love, I kind of, I really love how they, I, I like that you called it like they ran out of words at the end or just do it like I'm, but I'm a, I am such a sucker for a good, like, Hey, yes. nah, nah. Yes. like chorus vocal whatever um to i mean that's one of getting I, I, we're gonna see how often i bring up the mountain guts but that's like a thing john darnell yeah does yeah yeah so well and it's i and i i wish i could see them do this song live and like imagining the whole crap like just doing oh, yeah. the 
uh that gets that gets me like going. it really gets me too like i i've always talked about like i struggle with like is it good or bad that i'm such a fan of anthemic stuff like yeah. i it's the thing i always talk about like there's it's rare to find anthemic music and experimental music because there is this sort of yeah you know, fascist is the wrong thing but very well like conformity of, of an anthem right you know what i mean like mm-hmm. there's this sort of like uh crowd pleasing conformity of an anthem but like the certain bands that kind of get there while still being interesting is like my that's my sweet spot you know yes. and um and yeah i love a good like you know just like hey uh you know like you know na 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 sort of chorus because it's there's something great about it i mean there's just is something great about it but again it's like uh i struggle with like is that good is that bad and you know like is, <laughs> yeah. is this a good trait or a bad trait that i would love to just fall like fall into a big like chorus and you know, it's what creeps me out about Dropkick Murphys or some of these bands, right? Like, like it's about how much it's it's like that kind of this indoctrinating, like, hey, we're all exactly. the same and we're us against them. And Rancid has a lot of that, you know. And so, but man, I, you're you're exactly right. Like, I'll I'll just I love that to death. And and um and yeah, I'm a, a total total mark for this sort of uh, anthemicness of this whole thing. And it's a it's kind of interesting in that their anthems don't usually sound like this type of. You know what I mean? There, it's more in no. that kind of boot boy, like like oi, you know, sort of style of things, which this kind of is, but this has more of like a true big room, like rock anthem vibe yeah. to it. And it all, it's also, I don't know, so you know, as someone who makes music that is predominantly, almost entirely instrumental, um, mm-hmm. when I, th- I think about lyrics and like I think about some of my favorite lyrics or something, but there's something to be said for like songs that don't mean shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I think that's, uh, that's so true. Like we, we, we trade in a world where, where that's totally fine. Where it's like, yeah. Do you have to always judge the song by the, the material of its lyrics and in such a singer songwriter band like this, sometimes you forget like, an incredible riff and a good chord, you know, harmony, right. harmony in the chorus can be wonderful and don't, don't knock it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, I mean, and, and again, like, and, well, I'm a bad motherfucker is one of my favorite rancid lyrics ever, but it, I mean, there's no special meaning there. I mean, it's no. just, it's Lars. Though in, in a lot I'm, of ways, it's, it's a reduction of half of the more, they're more poetic lyrics. Right. A lot of the time, Lars is just trying to tell you he's a bad motherfucker. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. who's, Who's, you're on his list and he's a bad motherfucker <laughs> right. which is basically what this song's about right um yeah, yeah. so yeah it's uh it's not you know that's about everything that i have for but i think that's a good transition into one thing i did want to bring up which is like i want to make clear that like us doing this to me is kind of an investigation of exactly what we were talking about of like why do we love yeah. like why do we the people we are and we became still love and so fascinated by our love of rancid when there's a lot about it that makes me mad a lot about it that makes me disappointed there's a lot about it that yeah goes against what we're into these days you know well and i when i think yeah and i think about there's a lot of stuff that i was really into um at that time that was i don't know if i could say equally formative but still for but that i don't go back to and i don't think about I've been doing a little bit of that in in relation to this, and I'm like, 
no, I see that this is different. Like, there's a reason yeah. I don't go back to a lot of this, like, bad pop punk and ska and all this stuff from my, you know, being 12 or whatever. <laughs> but why do I come back to Rancid? So Yeah, I know. And that's, um, and I, and like you said, I honestly don't know. I don't know if I know. I'm trying to, because uh, there, you know, there's a lot of, especially in the years after I was really into Rancid, very kind of problematic stuff. Yeah. Um, and 100%. and so that gets into another sort of i mean and not, uh, this is a conver- a conversation around so many things about okay this person you know made this music or this art or whatever that is very was very important to me that i love in many ways how do you separate those things can you separate those things is it you know and uh, how much of what i love was a projection of what i me knowing I didn't like a lot about this person or this band, but I said, well, there's a version of it in my head that's this idealized version of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And can I still love that idealized version? Or am I on the hook to be, you know, right? Every liking every, you know, because I like this thing, do I like everything this person does? You know, am I almost held responsible in this way? Yeah. And it's, and it's one thing when you're 14 years old to not, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm going to be 43 in two weeks three weeks however long it is and i you know i don't have that excuse but just because um you know tim has some very questionable stuff <laughs> that not gonna say just their t- crew in general you know what i mean like yeah the way they've operated how the conservatism we've talked about the sort of i think there's a lot of things you could say that feel like they're like childish and you know like an arrested development element to them you know and yeah i mean like there's specific things but there's also just generally there's this sort of toxic masculinity problem there's this uh narrow-mindedness problem this conservatism you know and it's like but why does it still resonate and it did resonate and obviously the other thing that i think people should know we don't you know we don't need to go into too much but like we only kind of parasocially know each other. Right. Like, like we know of each other and you've been like a big beacon in the world. We, we go in for a long time. And like, we've just kind of been people who survived in this like experimental right. underground. And we've got very similar taste today, I think. And yeah. we know of each other, but we've always just kind of known. I was always like happy that you were like talking about your love of rancid. And then yeah. we've, it developed into this, but like, What's kind of fun is I don't know you and you don't know right. me, but we're like nearly the same age, a little bit slightly different for like perfect moments in Rancid of like what age were you when certain albums came out. And then we ended up where we ended up and it's like, why? Yeah. Why did we end up where we, what struggle, like all these weird mental struggles I had with like, as my world was already, even at by this album getting way broader, but I still kept this pull. I, I think you know, I don't know what the percentage is, but the percentage reason I have a record label is because of Hellcat. You know what I mean? Like, I love the yeah. idea of the, like, kind of made-up clubhouse of artists that they kind of projected, you know. Absol- um, oh, absolutely. I mean, for me, it was, for me, it was probably, like, Kill Rock Stars. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, it, but it's the same kind of idea, right? I mean, 100%. And, yeah, exactly. Um yeah, and I mean, I, I was thinking about that the other day too. It's like you and I are doing this thing, but yeah, we don't really. Know, I mean, <laughs> we know each other, but we don't really know each other. Yeah, and so because this seems like this this feels like a 
kind of podcasting you would do with somebody that like you're good friends with and you know, <laughs> but to me, it's more interesting that we're not, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. And if nothing else, this is a nice meeting point for us of going, yeah. wow, we've got a lot of similar things. We have a lot of mixed feelings about these similar things and mixed meaning high highs too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And low lows about like, why are we like this? You know, a little <laughs> bit. Right. And we want to kind of talk it out while also celebrating the parts we love. And, you know, I'm sure we'll bring up stuff and songs we don't love, you know what I mean? And try to examine that. So, like, I just want to make it clear that, like, yeah. this isn't so much a reverence of rancid the actual people as much as a reflection on how why did this band mean so much to us to the point that we might have even fooled ourselves into, you know, like, like yeah. the vision of them was bigger than the actual band. And I find that super interesting. And I'm really excited to keep digging into that. Yeah, and I, and I think that it's one of the things I'm like really excited about this is getting into that and just the. It's it's really kind of fun and interesting to get really into you know something very specific. So this one yes. band, but it's there. It's such a broader thing, right? So I feel like people listening to this, you could kind of only you may be listening to this because you know sam or me you don't really care about rancid but hopefully there's something you know there's something in it that's hopefully we can share why we love it and we can celebrate the parts that are worth loving and we also can be very critical and honest about the stuff that yeah maybe made us bounce off it at times or come back to it all those things you know what i mean and this kind of complex relationship um i yeah i'm really excited to get into that and i'm also really excited to find out What's your next what's your next pick, Fred? Okay, so you know, we talked in the beginning about how not being real precious about things. Yeah. Um and just yeah, like we're holding on to certain songs for certain. So with that in mind, uh next episode we are going to talk about radio. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh yeah. That is not being precious. <laughs> Get it out of the way, I guess. Yeah. That was the one I would be precious about, but I'm really happy that you would. Uh, oh, that's funny! Like that's, that, that was is the like, only one. Oh man, that was like number like four or five on my list of ones I'm precious about. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, I'm so excited. I have so many thoughts. So, yeah. uh, all right. Uh, thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at Rancid Pod, and. I don't remember if there's any other part of the outro, so we're going to go with that. <laughs> Have a good All one, right. Sam. Yeah, later. Okay.